it a try. And, or, yeah. And it's it's fun like that. It's fun. It's fun learning these things. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's fun learning. And it seems like it's a more simple thing these days in terms of a production. Is doing like a podcast. Doing a podcast or doing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess a podcast. Yeah, you go online all... and you look up like. There are all these articles that you can find pretty easily that tell you what equipment to buy, and that's yes, it's just I mean that was my uh, one big Mike splurge a computer and like year. yeah I mean like if, I feel like in terms of like you don't have to worry about getting a camera and lighting or like you know a super yeah. editing PC or something like that it's like you can there are things like it's uh, or even painting or, or anything else like it's it's sort of it's, yeah it's it's, it's in terms of technology, anyway, it's, yeah. it's built. It's been built up kind of nicely. You know? Yeah, I think especially for, the web services. I think that's like the that's the at one point the most more difficult thing was like how do you host? It? Like where? Yeah, where now you, you have things like SoundCloud, exactly, which, yeah. which is a great place to start because we've been recording. Welcome to the Wages of Cinema, and <laughs> the person you're hearing on the other mic is uh, a special guest today on the local vocal series, and uh, this is a gentleman of Ooh. fine stature who. Um, uh, actually, we met in college, and he has gone on to uh, make some movies, and one of them that is up right now is the sci-fi short Bicycles, which ah, we'll yes. be talking about, and we'll be talking about a lot of stuff, so I'm very pleased to welcome John Lazaration. Thanks, Jack. It's nice. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty sweet to be here, actually. I I'm, I'm, was really excited to come out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. Like, I feel like it's, it's funny, this is the first... Uh, local vocal since the first one that we've had in my house. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah. uh, and you're the first guest that actually drove out here. Oh. <laughs> just like people I had to pick just... up everybody else oh, okay. from meeting the city. <laughs> There's a pier here. Yeah. I almost wish, like, now I, I kind of, I wish I had a nickname for this place. Like, when I listen to uh, the WTF podcast, Mark like... Barron, he calls his place the Cat Ranch because he has, like, all <laughs> these cats. You know. Well, there's got to be something. I mean, like, the when you look around, there's the... Uh... The, the the Jack Tower or something. Because cool. I'm on a second floor. Yeah, it was you got... could say, like, I'm ascending to the, the tower. <laughs> the third tower. The dark the, tower. The, the, yeah. Yeah. God, so we've... So, all yeah, right. I, so actually, we've... just what you just said, I mean, like, that... I've known you a while. All right. And I've known you... In terms, well, back... in terms of my, you know, I guess, post-elementary school friends, I feel like you, you carry a certain number of people up with you i feel like to college and then you, mm. you go and you start doing new you start meeting new people kind of things yeah um I've like, but like so you like it's sort of like my uh well i guess i really third generation because i i went to a i went to a different high school than when i went to you know than growing up so oh, it's sort of like okay. three like if there was to if there was to block out relationships there's like that grammar school relationship up mm. and, and then the high school relationship oh, yeah. which is almost nobody i think it's like maybe four or five people mm. two people actually have, have, have still stuck around and then like um then the college friends yeah it's it like always you know it's true that you sort of keep those friends for life i think the, one of them i think college is probably most valuable for the actual social relationships thing like i've heard of one or two people who say like, oh, high school was great, but yeah. I hated college. Nobody, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, really, I, f I feel like I've not, I've not had that kind of. I didn't have a high school like that. I mean, I really, where I, where I was like, oh, high school was the like the quote unquote high school experience. Mm. If you know, like when you look, as it, you know, if we're if we're sticking with cinema kind of references, you know, the the, the the social norms of what you're led to believe, at least maybe when we were growing up, yeah, at what high school was sort of led to supposed to be and we were kind of like a, a, a breaking of maybe that where things are you know the columbine generation i guess is, is really a good mm. bold definition of when high school is probably changed well, from think, what is acceptable well, i think that what like hollywood and movies and tv have always tried to feed like have fed for a while about the high school experience it's not really the case i mean i guess there's almost now that's the college experience i feel like all the all those things have moved have shifted <laughs> yeah. in you know someplace you know, the uh 80s the new 90 but yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, uh, for me, when I was in high school, I, I kind of went into, like, a hermit existence. Like, I was just doing nothing but watching movies. I've known you since 2002? The, uh, the probably the first SFA meeting that, yeah. uh, at least I... Which I, mean, I know I, I was probably at the first one when I got there. Because the, I'm like, hey, there's a film association on campus. I'm gonna I go there. I... Was I didn't I didn't know what to expect from William Patterson all at all going into it and yeah leave. now we should I should mention yeah that we both went to William Patterson University and it's in Wayne P. New Jersey Willie P W P U 
I don't know if there are the any pioneers, other pioneers. Which is an acronym. Pioneers. Wait, is that what that's an acronym is when each letter means something, right? I'm not sound like an is idiot. Is there an acronym for the pioneers? Well, that's what it is. It's not anything. It's it's P I. You know, it's it's, pi, it's pioneers all, and each letter represents something. That's I didn't what know the, that. That's what the mascot is. At least well, that's what I was led to believe. Wow. And you look at the uh, the billboard when you're driving by the stadiums, or whatever. Yeah. There's like little periods in between each letter, and you're like, what the hell does that mean? And it, uh, I I mean like it, it's I. I've completely forgotten what it meant because that's what William uh, William Patterson, I guess, means to me. <laughs> it's a, a somewhat a somewhat forgettable um, well, place, but I mean, but well, really, and I shouldn't say it because it was really fantastic. It was I look back on it with wonderfully fond memories. I think there are, I have so many fond memories. So many fond memories. I I really I feel like when I look back, I I don't think I had a very like a bad moment. I feel like mm. it was it was fun. It was. Well, I feel like I got a lot done. Well, let's um, get back to that for a second. So, yeah. we're you know it's funny how how well I know you and yet I maybe you've probably told me and I've forgotten and I don't know but like where are you originally from? I'm the phantom. I come from. <laughs> anyway, when people ask, I, I am the shadow. Well, it's kind of it's kind of. I mean, I I don't mean to sound pretentious. I don't know how to say. I you know where I've been because I've, I've sort of lived all over New Jersey. Really? So when I say when I say. You know, people ask me like, "What's your like? Well, where are you from? Where's your hometown?" And it's like, "Well, New Jersey." You know, it's like I just I've lived I've lived in a number of different places and in ra- okay. and, and rapid fire. I, I was born. I was all right. So I lived my first two lives, first two years of life. My first two my, lives. My first like two lives. Cat. Yeah, my first two lives were spent on a different on another planet. Yeah. But my first two years of this life were spent in Westwood, New Jersey. Okay. Then I spent the majority of my life raised in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Okay. Um, That's not that far from here. No, I mean, most of the time, most of my early childhood was, was Bergen County. It was okay. really just Westwood and, 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 right. and Ridgewood. And then I'm in middle school. After middle school, I moved to Bridgewater, New Jersey, That's which is in that... Somerset County. Yeah, it's a little bit south, isn't it? Yeah, it's like southwest. It's um, so, uh, yeah Somerset County. It's like by Somerville. It's sort okay. of like Raritan's right there. Um, oh, okay. Sort of like it's it's on the way to Flemington and Princeton, kind of going uh. down, down there. I uh, went to high school there, and then right, I only my family only lived there for five years, and then they moved again. So it was mm. like uh, or six years maybe, and uh, then I moved to I started William Patterson, and then you moved around that. And then at, that, at that point, I was in a different ho- uh, hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, it was bi- a, a different apartment every year. I was living in Halden. For two years, yeah. Wayne, infamous Wayne House, for a year. We might get into those stories. Yes. Um, the and then right after graduating, my my mom had moved to Chatham from Bridgewater, and I moved it, back there for a quick bit, and then moved to Brooklyn almost immediately, like a month after graduating. Okay. Yeah. And from Brooklyn, moved to Blooming. Dale, New Jersey, because I, I always get the Bloomingdale and Bloomfield. It's not Bloomfield. Yeah. It's Bloomingdale. It's, it's north, uh, right by Bloomingdale's. You know. That's yeah. how you remember it. I was living in a mall. You, you were living in the yeah. store. You were I like just, a little kid. Yeah, I went from Brooklyn right to just the malls. <laughs> you know, it's like forget the city. I'm just gonna live in a department store. Right. But so then I, I was living in uh, Bloomingdale for um for a few years, then moved back to Chatham, uh, and then to East Rutherford. Uh, when I met my uh, future wife my my wife who was living in queens mm. so i was in a relationship living in chatham new jersey and with a girlfriend living in queens new york which was you know that must have been quite well it's funny is like the um our relationship uh we both we well on a side note we met on eHarmony, right um uh, which uh i guess that was their plug you know, yeah. like they should give you something for that. Um, but I don't it, have any sponsors, <laughs> at least not yet. <laughs> so they, I mean, I met her on eHarmony, but funny enough, we met. Uh, we actually, our our kind of like profiles crossed uh, right after college in, in 2007. We met in 2010, but in 2007, our profiles crossed once I graduated college, and I you know, just kind of looking around. And mm. the and I remember seeing her profile and thinking like, I'm never going to date a woman in Queens. This. <laughs> Way too far away. It's, I it mean, didn't like, have to do with anything against Queens. No, it was and more no, about nothing, the really, nothing against the borough. Like, of like you are like fuck Queens. No, <laughs> but really, Queens, you're horrible. 
no, really for the travel. Cause, I mean, living in yeah. Jersey, oh, getting God. getting into Queens is a nightmare. Oh yeah, and you got to either go through Manhattan yes. or you're cutting across the bridge and you're cutting into the you know the, yeah. the Triborough Bridge. It's just it's totally... all these different parts of Queens. Yeah, and it's like it's, a labyrinth. Yeah, it's terrifying. And so yeah. I, I was like, I, at that time, I was like, I'm never gonna deal anybody in, from Queens. And I was actually had just moved to Brooklyn, so and she had told me in, in hindsight at that moment she was like, yeah, I I was I told myself I was never dating anyone in Brooklyn, um, <laughs> so it was like so I had just crossed Inter, into Brooklyn, interborough so, yeah. like rivalry. So then yeah, so then years later we you know we we we, we crossed again on on and it's just like you know what let's let's just give this a try, huh. and it was the you know the okay. que- the questionnaires are so were so perfect I guess in response that she was you know our first date actually lasted eight hours. So it was, nice. it was that's an, a good way to. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice. That. It was a long city day. We just we walked up and down the blocks. We started. It started with a uh, a a coffee shop meet, and I had literally ten cups of coffee while while meeting her. And at you know, at, so it was. I'm already a jittery person from <laughs> Jeez. just from my just from my yeah. my lack of my my stature. Your eyelids weight. must have been like. Uh, a million a second. She's like, oh, he's just, he's nervous. He's like, no, 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 that's, that's my natural, that's my natural shake. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, all right. Uh, but the point is, so you've been in a lot of different places. I've moved places. all, yeah, I've been in a lot of places. And, and now, um, yeah, so El- Elmo Park, yeah, East Rutherford, Elmo Park, and Bergenfield. And so yeah. that's where, uh, I've, I've decided mm. to, you know, mm. set my, uh, Set your my, my castle. Set, build my build my my homestead. But build your estate. Yes. The, the, um, my my five my fifty by one hundred foot little <laughs> lot. What was that jarring for you as a kid, like having to move these different places? Well, really, not really the, have like. Luckily, I wasn't I wasn't a kid moving so much. It was I was doing most of my moves in college, and it was just sort of like finding the places okay. that I could go. Hmm. Um, but growing up, it was you know Ridgewood was really it was a wonderful place to grow up. In hindsight, sort of. You know, the reason why my parents moved was they were surrounded by uh, lawyers and and doctors. Right. So it was just like they like kind of get, needed to get out. But the, um, uh, yeah. So it's we moved a lot. So it, it was not really. I mean, I moved a lot when I was older, and when yeah. I was a kid, it didn't really have to bother me too much. I mean, I'm not sure I can say the same for my youngest younger sisters, but the, you know, it, luckily I feel like I was able to kind of find. Uh, you're yeah, able to kind of find centers. your way in there. Yeah, and I, I mean, like there were uh, there were a few people that sort of transcended those moves with me. Mm. So there's a lot of kind of history that kind of stayed around, uh, and uh, like I I, I I feel my grandfather's accountant in me brewing uh, because I've, <laughs> How so? I well, I've, I I've been spending a lot of time making spreadsheets and looking at spreadsheets. <laughs> Just, I don't know why. Like, Lots I really, of numbers. I, like, I hate myself doing it. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? I'm sitting here, like, for fun looking at, like, making spreadsheets. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, it's, like, I look at, like, my, I was kind of, like, period, putting periods together in my life. Or, like, well, where have I been? Like, what have I been doing? Uh, it's, it's kind of, like, a, a part of my creative process in a way. Mm. Was trying to, like, what, because a lot, a lot of, a lot of me is in, like, a lot of the characters in my films are, are actually more metaphors or, or, or kind of outward personifications of myself or ideas. Well, yeah. So I think that's usually a way that people do it when they're... Uh, exactly. When they're making movies or art or writing, you know, you'll find a lot of, like, that person themselves. Or if that per- <laughs> or if that creator isn't in those works, critics are going to try to look for it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Woody Allen has now had to, like, deny for years, like, oh, no, no, my movies are just very loosely based on my life. And critics are like, no, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, w- w- who are you kidding? Yeah. But who knows? You know, but... Uh, well, it's like, you have to, the, this, as the saying goes, you have to rewrite what you know. Yeah. You know, you, you produce what you know kind of thing. So it's... Produce what you it, know and produce what you we're like. Not, we're not recreating D-Day, as was once told, and I think in, in, any, in one of our film classes... Is that you know don't don't recreate D Day you know just don't you don't have to go crazy you know trying to recreate the wheel just do you know kind of you know go go forward with with what you can do kind of thing yeah exactly uh, and what you know get mm. you know do do those things yeah were you like creative when you were like a, a lot younger like did you have, yeah, have I, a creative actually, outlet as a kid it's like well thanks mom uh, I just want I'll give a shout out to you the <laughs> I, yeah, every so year like our moms on Father's Day oh that's right it's Father's Day. Oh, happy, up top, fathers. Yes. Um, the, but I mean, like growing up, I, every single Christmas, I got a, 
uh, a pad of paper and colored pencils or color or crayons for mm. uh, for Christmas. And it was like every year a, a new pad of paper. And so I was, I, f- I feel like um, I've always had that sort of want to do things creatively. Good. Whether or not it's like ever been a desire to do it professionally, I don't know. I mean, uh, one one of the great issues I have presently is sort of like what what I even care to define myself as because mm. it's like I love so many things I love doing so many pieces of the puzzle yeah the like but not just the, not I mean not just the filmmaking puzzle but I mean like I love, I love filmmaking I love photography music and you've recently um, done like the 3d printing is that right yeah I, I got into 3d printing that's which an interesting was, thing yeah it was really something I really wanted to explore for a long time but the you know, the technology is is still budding and it's it was expensive. And I'm like, well, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars on something that's sort of a hobby. Yeah. Um, but then I found a, a printer that you actually, you, it's a kit. You build the printer, and funny enough, you need a 3D printer in order to build part of the printer. <laughs> so it's like I, had, I built this thing, and then yeah. it started like, well, let me start ex- experimenting with this and going into you know um, 3D 3D modeling and, and mm. that kind of thing, which is sort of it's a ch- that's a challenge though like it's I, a brand new world i don't all, know anything about of all, I mean, thi- like, <laughs> of all things completely blind this is like kind of a, this is really a side note but i actually thought of you when i was watching of all things an episode of shark tank and <laughs> well, one of the oh pictures... my god that show i like so parts part of that show rules my life actually <laughs> well, I, oh, I work it's on cnbc, it's CNBC all the time. yeah well, but yeah. um but like there was a segment where this guy brought in like a he had like this thing where he wanted to do 3d printing but like and you know you can make like a head out of anybody you want yeah like, and he tried to show it off to like here's all of you and he gave like figures to the people on the shark yeah. tank and at first they were all impressed like oh this is nice but then like later on the pitch like one of the people one of the i, I forget it was one of the women on the pan like on the shark tank panel she's like you know, this doesn't really look like me. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not 100%. Done. Yeah, but it just, like, watching that segment, yeah, and I thought of you because you, I'd recently seen about your yeah, 3D I've, printing thing, and I thought, yeah, this looks really difficult. It's it's a lot of fun, but it's, like, the more I look into it, like, it's not something, I at first thought, I was like, oh, maybe this is something that can help me pay off my student loans or whatever. And <laughs> to it's sell like, off, the, the more like, you think about it, like, no, no, selling toys is, like, the, like, Z- no chance. No one makes money selling designer toys. So it's more like the the more I do the research, the more I'm like, well, this is this seems more of like a creative outlet for myself to just. Yes. I don't give a shit. Wonderful. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm just like I don't give I don't care. I'm just gonna like make these things and maybe I'll okay. sell them on maybe I'll sell them on Etsy or or something. Just another form that of. Could be good. Because I like I like I like these. I have really long and actually part of. Uh, the, when when you asked me to come out here, I was I did a lot of I started going back into uh, my work that I had done and sort of like cataloging things. I I have my stuff sort of scattered in the wind kind of thing. I have my Vimeo page. Uh, I got I have a Tumblr page. But you have your Tumblr, which we by the way we I shared that on the Facebook page. Oh, thank so you. anybody who wants to check that out, you yeah, can that, see that a lot one. Of the things you post a lot of toys on there. Yeah, I was find that, that interesting? Well, it's funny. I, I was getting uh, I had been I've been a toy collector my whole life. Okay. Um, and the not not to say that I'm more proud of it now, but the I, <laughs> some people. But I mean, like as you know, as like you know, as I'm collecting and, and as I you know, um, you know, live in the world, or you know, you kind of you go on the message boards and you totally nerd out to to these kind of things. Yeah. So like I'll you know I'll do that I'll do that and I'll be like you know what this is like I, I'm, uh, if I'm gonna spend my money on something and start a collection of something, because I'm a huge Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fan. And I was like, well, if I wanted, I don't want to collect. I can't. You can't collect everything for something. But like, I got, you know, Funko Pop has these pop figures, and I was like, I was really, I was sort of like, I was against them at first. But then I started, mm-hmm. I started collecting. And I was like, well, this is this is a fun collectible thing because they're not that expensive, relatively. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you can and it kind of brings me back to my childhood of, of collecting action figures as a kid. Yeah. And like having a room like that was just a wall of action figures, and this is mm. you know a total. Um, was it 40 uh 40 year old virgin type of situation yeah um uh, although it, it it impressed the girl at the time because i my girlfriend in high school 
like I don't know what I was thinking. Like, hey, you want to check out my room? <laughs> and it's like, that could go either way. Yeah, exactly. Of it was like, either, like, like they either God look at you and go wrong. like, because, oh, yeah. <laughs> or they go like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it so, goes either way up. Yeah, so I'm not sure if she'll respond to this, but you know, <laughs> this, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the, thank God, thank God that that didn't scare her. He's, my God, what I, what I, what I have done in high, uh, in high school, but uh, yeah. So I mean, like the. So the, that, so the so, Tumblr page sort of been has been just like a, a junk page where I'm like, well, these are fun things that I you know I I've been doing. It's also it was like a way of archiving originally. Mm-hmm. I was gonna I have a lot of things archived, but I'm I'm actually I'm building a new website right now. Um, I mean I'm in the process. It's it's live, but it's sort of un, it's mid construction. Gotcha. So I mean you can go there. It's it's um Laz Art Shun. <laughs> not, not all, not all the. Let's let's try to spell this correctly so people can go yeah, there. This, so the it's L A Z capital letters A R T I O N dot com. Okay, that's interesting. So if you if you go there right now, it's the it's sort of I'm trying to break down every bit like all of my creative things. Cause I feel like um, I have a lot of I have a lot of work that's sort of like just sitting in my house that I like to you know. I put my time and effort in, like, oh, it'd be nice to show this to people, because mm. I mean, that's you, you, you grow up in, especially going to, to film school, film well, classes, and saying, yeah. you know, like this, the, you do these things because you have to have them, you, you have to find your market, and I feel like the wonderful thing, sort of about the YouTube tragedy, in a way, YouTube, that, what do you mean by tragedy? But it's just like how flooded the market now is with everything. Oh, oh yeah, there's that like just ever so much watch. content. It is, it's so much content that it's like it's almost reversed itself from being. Um, like in my mind, it, in my mind, it got to a negative, and now it's it's overcome itself, and it's like, well, now you can you can do stuff for yourself in this age. Yeah. Like you can, if you want to do something and you want to enjoy it for your own personal reasons, and you have the abilities to go, and you have you know, yeah. uh, you have a a creative base around you that was willing to participate, you can do things just for that and feel accomplished. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if that's it's, as much <laughs> as like, yeah. like, well, because it, I'm sitting in New Jersey and not in Los Angeles. If you, so. <laughs> if you told me though when I was a kid and like. You know, I mean, I started out with, like, a camcorder, yeah. and maybe, you know, occasionally I would make, like, a movie with my friends, and it would be, like, us just goofing around and doing, like, Home videos skits. are worth watching. Like, but home you know, videos, other, I mean, like, other, other people's now. Them. Other people's now. I mean, like, oh, I would love, peoples. like, people making home movies now for the first time are making things with, you know, After Effects, and, like, they can, I mean, people doing home movies now are making home movies. Making well, home crazy mo- stuff. well, the thing is, today, though... You know, a home movie, you get a camera, even just like a simple, you know, consumer electronic camera hmm. that has, you know, it's, it's like, well, it's you know, I just remember too. like, this is a slight tangent, but like, I remember like right after I got out of college, I, my sort of graduation gift was uh, the DVX 100. There are cameras now. You can. I got you can myself go a PRS a guitar. You can go. <laughs> you got what? I got. I gave my. I bought myself a PRS guitar. I was like, right you know, what? I'm going to do something different. But <laughs> like, but there's. I'm now at the point where. I could go into a Best Buy and probably pay a few hundred bucks by camera, and it probably looks better than what the DVX100 looked, you know, not just like 10 years ago. I when do I love thought that the DVX100 was like, oh my god, this camera is great. Yeah, <laughs> look yeah. at this. Well, I mean, yeah, coming from William Patterson, I guess you know that was a, that was our wonderful experience with yeah. with, with cameras. Which, but but I gotta say, I love the I was a huge fan of the DVX. I and to this to this day, I you know I uh, not. I, I'm not that kind of person that is like a very pro, like I must shoot in film, I must shoot in HD kind of thing. Like, yeah. And actually, it, it, really, I'm actually kind of going backwards where I'm like, you know what, I want to shoot in SD. It's, like, screw <laughs> this. I want, I want my films to be in like, 320 by, uh, I want to make, by 320 I, by 240. I want to be like, <laughs> I Korean and make trash films. Yeah. I, I say, I just want you to watch all my films as tiny as possible. <laughs> but, but, but now, did you have like, did you try to do anything like that when you were a kid, like make little movies? Or... Yeah, I, my growing up, I never had actually. My first computer was when I was a freshman in high school, I think. So like, not like really late in terms oh. of when uh, most people had computers. Like most people that I knew had computers growing up in the early ni- you well, know, in the, I mean, in the nineties. And I can remember going to my first website when I was like twelve. So I think like I'm probably we're probably part of the last generation who didn't have the internet or computers when we were kids. Yeah. Which so, I mean, is kind of, I don't know if that's sad or what, but... Well, I mean, like, know. I have I had friends, I mean, a uh, good friend of mine and collaborator, uh, Pete Mabley, who's, he's actually been in a number of, of films of mine, he, um, I grew up with him, and he had the first computer I ever knew. He, his family had a, Mac oh. and, a Macintosh computer growing up. 
So this is like you know early nineties. Yeah. He, he had so we we actually would make animations with HyperCard um, on the computer, and we would do that. We would make hundreds, uh, probably hundreds of animations with little tiny like you know thirty second long stick figure drawings doing you know silly things yeah. and um, and br- like brutally killing each other probably. It was from, probably some horrible uh, things, yeah. but but fun and like we, that was our kind of like first endeavor in, in creative. Uh, storytelling but then also he his family also had a camera so we would we would um recreate snl skits <laughs> nice. and yeah, uh, and, the, and the state skits i mean like one of the things what i think one of the beautiful things about growing up in the early with early 90s mtv and nickelodeon yeah was how much animation and oh, how much yeah and how creative it yeah, was how, how much it bizarre was animation daring like the early Nicktoons, you had like Ren and Stimpy yeah. and Rocco's Modern Life I mean, just, and, the, and the interludes in between cartoons were were really bizarre and i i, I yeah. feel like i took a lot of those to heart growing up and like really <laughs> like used those as reference for a lot of future work hmm. um especially like music videos later like i was really drawn to music video creation okay probably from all that all the the beavis and butthead gen- generation kind of things. oh yeah i, I mean well, like, I, and butthead, I grew had, up uh... watching beavis and butthead and like most yeah, of the music too. most of the music i learned i learned from that show music videos especially i think the first, the first... there was a lot of awareness from those music videos where yeah, they made fun of them, but some of them actually looked kind of cool. Like I think that I learned everything. Tools sober. Exactly. I, first saw I was there. just about to say that. Like I, the first tool video I ever saw was on Beavis and Butthead, and and like they the funny thing is like, they made fun of music videos and they also pointed out which videos were awesome. Oh yeah, and yeah. So they, just, they would geek out over yeah, like, like yes! super mill. So I was like that was like so you sort of at a young age <laughs> began to re- you know correlate mm. what was good and what was bad because it's like you kind of wanted Beavis and Butthead to be accepting of your work. Speaking mm. um, of which, when did the uh... When did music come into the picture for you? Like making it, or was Pro- probably, it just? I don't know, because I never was into music growing up until really the. I mean, like, I guess a wonderful thing about growing up in the Ridgewood school system, or probably in the Bergen County school systems, from what I hear, is that music is actually a wonderful, uh, is really wonderfully promoted. Yeah. And so like yeah, the, the bands were uh, going into band like when I was like in middle school was a, a way to yeah you know not have to a good extracurricular <laughs> class yeah well it's funny cause like i in in eighth grade they gave us the option to take more band or take more art and mm. so i dropped band and went and, and took more art okay and then in high school you know kind of stuck art stuck to art more yeah and, i think i went a little bit more into art too just because i think like by that point i, I thought band was a little i, I couldn't yeah. i couldn't wrap my head a head around band at that time like my mm. i was more like the visual world made more sense to me than the musical world. Yeah. So I was, I, you know, reading music and things like that. And, and, you know, composition music didn't make sense. But so it was like until it wasn't until college when I decided to buy my own, buy a guitar. Okay. And I was like, well, I want to learn how to, let me, let's learn how to play guitar. And mm. so I started, started playing guitar. And I, I just, I was really kind of more drawn to the look of guitars and like the, the technology behind it. Mm. Cause I was, I was really, and this is probably, this is still to this day. I, I love, I sort of like, like the idea of planning out how you create your tone, your hmm. your style, your visual. So I would research a lot about the amps. I would look into the pedals and was like, well, like what pedals you know could make this well, kind of sound? Well, there's so much different sounds out there. It's yeah. so much. And then I feel like that's where it was, where a lot of my stuff is are more hobbies, where it's like you know, like a lot of things I I, I would love to do. I love and I love to learn about. But I was like, I would never really. I got a guitar and an amp and some pedals, but like, well, I'm not playing. I'm playing shows. You know, what am I? You're what just am doing, I doing it for fun. Just, to yeah, try to it, learn to play certain songs. Yeah, just you want the sort to. of learning experiences, which have been yeah. sort of, you know, helping. I guess, yeah. uh, like, create. They're sort of like creative exercises, and God knows I don't run or do anything. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> You're not, not like a yeah. big sports guy. Yeah, and I, but I've the thing is, like, well, I, I love, I love sports. Actually, I, growing up, I was very competitive in playing sports. Oh, okay. The, I uh, didn't f- know. Funny enough, yeah, because you look at me now, I mean, like, I'm a very, very skinny man, and like thinking I played hockey at one point in time was just like, I was like, huh? And <laughs> the, I was like, I was, I loved playing hockey. I loved mm. um, growing up. Hockey was my was my sport. I loved when my yeah. so my dad actually was an athlete by nature. He he was, oh. he played minor league baseball, from what I understand oh um so like sports and like and he was a coach so it's sort of like my my upbringing has been through sports and like lo- loving hockey i mean like the the a huge rangers fan and mm. um they, yeah well it's when, hard to not become a rangers fan when you're like 10 years old and they're winning the stanley well, they, cup they won the stanley cup on my birthday my 10th <laughs> my 10th my birthday um it was like the 1990, best 1994 
June 14th, 1994 was my 10th birthday and mm. they won the Stanley Cup on my birthday. I swear, like, I there's only, there's only a handful, there's maybe one other moment that can top that and it's the birth of my son, but the, and it's very close. <laughs> very, very close. <laughs> but, yes, it's like, okay, Mark Messier, you're just over the line with got, my kid. We got my son Max or the moose. Uh, <laughs> Very close. Oh, I don't know. Man. I I'll, I would have wept at I wept at both moments. So yeah, it's kind of like I'm uh, the way they say my you know my wife's a vegetarian, so that makes me a vegetarian now. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a devil's fan now. Just I mean, I've never had any problem with the devils. I really am not. I think That's I, good. And I, I mean, and actually I don't have I'm a problem I, with the Rangers fra- either. Frankly, I, mean, I love. I mean, going devils game devils games is the only games you can go to. The, de- uh, the Rangers tickets are outrageous. So it's like I like when growing up, I was I probably i've only been to two rangers games growing up hmm. and it one was tickets that were given to free by my neighbors because they saw me playing hockey in the street so like hmm. my, my neighbor apparently was like some 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 bigwig with with either msg uh-huh. or, or a bank re- representing or whatever so he saw me in the street and he's just like hey would you like some tickets to the rangers games I'm like, yeah. and i even said that <laughs> i remember exactly i said that i was i think i was 10 years old i was like who but so he gave me the tickets and we went to, and we went to probably one of the best hockey games ever. So we were right behind the bench, oh, yeah. great seats. And the 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 um the trainer was on the ice and right after the practice skate called me onto the ice. I'm like he called me onto the ice and he's like and he hands me one of the par- uh, practice parks mm. and it's just like momentous. It's like wow, this is crazy. He just got you know. I can't imagine only what my, my dad was saying. He's like, it's free game. Son gets a puck. It's wonderful. Mm. And so it was, like, it was never really that option to go to a, a Rangers game that often. But I went to Devils games a little more frequently. I've probably been to three or four, four actually four or five Devils games, and only two or three Rangers games in my life. Interesting. Um, and, yeah, so I mean, like, I had been to more Devils games, which is, you know, well, live hockey a little scary. Well, live hockey is just great. It is, I mean, it's actually... There's an intensity I, to it, I there? love... And it's, what I find disappointing is that... This, that that this country doesn't love hockey more because it's like it's such an awesome sport and it's so much fun to to watch and i feel like it's it's downplayed sometimes you know what it is it's because you have to buy it's the equipment so expensive you know like a basketball court all right give me a ball let's go out exactly. let's shoot Be- if you baseball, baseball soccer let's yeah. just give it a thing yeah baseball yes foosball <laughs> and foosball yes foosball you i thought you said foosball for a second foosball can be very cheap too you just you really just need a yeah. box and a ball and well, no, you need some creativity. You need, you yes. need to make those sticks with a bunch of paddles. Yeah. Mm. No, that's kind of that's kind of expensive. Mm. But hockey is very expensive. And actually, my poor parents, the two sports that I, I that I wanted to do the most, hockey and snowboarding, two most expensive mm. sports you could ever possibly get into. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I guess that's probably why. And uh, yeah, and this is one small tangent, but you gotta check out the movie Red Army when you get a chance. Have you heard of this? I I have, and you know, what? I think I like the Facebook page. <laughs> And I've tried. I've been. I've been trying to figure out now. For it's very funny you bring this up. I've been trying to figure this out. How do I know this? Like, why my friend? Why do I like this page? I haven't seen the movie, but I like. I don't know how or when I decided to like this. Mm. But I like thought of it. It's, it's, it's a Russian hockey team, right? Is that what well, it is? Well, well, well. It's a movie about. And I actually did. We did a review of it. I I saw it back in Maybe March. Maybe that's that must be why. Um, well, it's yeah. It follows the. Uh, a rush a Russian team from the eighties. And they were, you know, really huge uh, back in Russia. Like, they were the state hockey team or the country hockey team. Okay. And, you know, and they were part of the first group where, you know, because Russia, you know, it's only recently in the past, like, 25 years that you've finally been getting people from Russia into the NHL. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, because of the communism, you know, people were like, we don't want those commies in our, you know, National Hockey League. That's a good point, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, God, if I, I wonder brought, how many. If I, if I brought Corey on here, she would like ramble for like. Yeah, I guess hours. we could do a whole other thing on hockey podcast. <laughs> but, like, we're, we're <laughs> so, I'm a, so, so yeah, so I'm a Rangers fan, but, so I'm not sure. If you've, I'm not sure if you've lost some viewers now, but listen, some, some, well, maybe like, we've gained. Some. Sorry, maybe you gained some. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, depending on how you say, depending on how you say <laughs> Henrique. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, so when did film come into it for you? So for me personally, I, I was not like. The first film, if I was to say, like, the first... Because, I mean, you make home movies I mean, you see... And you also, when you're a kid, you see lots of movies. Yeah. They may or may not make an impression on you. you yeah, know. I saw Braveheart in a the theater when I was, like... I think I was eight years old. 
Because it came out at, what, 93, 94? 95, Nin- I think. 95? So it must have been 11. So, yeah, it was like, okay, so it was like 10 and 11, and I remember seeing that in the theater, and that having a huge impact on me, because mm. up, until, up until then, sort of, the hero lives at the end. Hmm. So it's like, that was sort of the first, that sort of took me away from that that hero's success. I mean, like, he, I guess he succeeds. I mean, he did, his, his legacy I mean, succeeds. Yeah, exactly, but I mean, like, you see him, he gets, he dies at the end. So it's like, that when nor- growing up, kind of things where you're, you have mm. that there's like that was that breaking moment where it was like oh so I, I just saw the hero die and you That's don't an you interesting don't way of look at it, so yeah. the, I'm, and I can't, I'm not sure if that could be pointed to a change in my own personal per- perception of storytelling but the uh, I I started I, I kind of like those kind of stories a little more where um, you you witness the hero the, yeah fall or at least. Or, di- or disappear. There are more. Or, there are bigger stakes than you know yeah. in like a like a Indiana Jones movie or something yeah. like that. So I mean, like you the, don't know, like you know, usually you go into a movie and you have the expectation, like, oh yeah, these characters will get out of it. You know, like you go to like an Avengers. Yeah, I, li- movie I like that twist. I like, like that. I like. I like when when you don't have the hero necessarily, or yeah. or the antihero is like I was. I was a really big Spawn fan growing up, so I was like <laughs> I had a really big you know kind of. <laughs> Romance with the the HBO the series was great. Oh my god, the HBO series! I was a, that changed my I that changed it over that how show. I looked at yeah. Animation. I agree with you there. You know, like that and the Max, I think changed the how Max, I looked at animation. The head, actually, all the yeah, are, like, the MTV oddities. Yes, like for like for Aqua those for those young people who don't know, there was a time period where MTV not only showed music videos, they showed the weirdest fucking cartoons. <laughs> like they showed the kind of cartoons that Adult Swim today would look like oh really <laughs> there's like a lot of a lot of like brothers Kawhi influence mm. and so like a lot of like stop motion animation was my like first this like kind of like for example i mean when I, I would watch movies i you know i, I would like i liked movies mm. but i feel like hollywood never attracted me into that world it wasn't like oh i want to make movies mm. i want to go to Hollywood. i want to make you know films yeah so I, it was more like i these are really cool things i'm watching I'd like to try to do this. Like I was, I was far more influenced by the special effects world than I was actually the, the I guess necessarily the filmmaking world, okay. storytelling world. Like if, if I probably if I pursued it further, like earlier anyway, I think going into special effects would have been what I really wanted to do instead of going into uh, art school and whatever. But so when you um, watch like Star Wars, like you're almost like, how would they make that ship? Well, I was how'd like, they do that thing. I was, more wa- than I feel like I was story. watching, I was watching, Ma- uh, um, what's it called? Movie Magic, the TV show Movie Magic, a lot growing up on the like, Discovery Channel, like huh. way, way back, old Discovery Channel, and like they, it was just you can find it on YouTube actually. I've been watching, I tried watching a couple episodes. It's fascinating. They go, there's like a, a whole show dedicated on how they made these old movie effects, optical trans, you know, optical transfers, and all these mm-hmm. like all the different types of old school special effects. I was fascinated by that stuff, and so that was more what I was into. And then seeing music videos like. Um, tool sober mm-hmm. and and kind of, I really wanted to go into you know learning more about that world, mm-hmm. which brings me into music. And it was like like um, oh so I could if I made my own music I could do my own things to this stuff and sort of like rode the auteur thing early um, and then got to high school and got a, was able to kind of um, dive a little more. I, luckily I went to a high school where the art teacher was also dabbling in early video. Hmm. So he, he really took, it was really, I mean, I got to give a huge shout out to Don Malco. I'm like, I hope you're still enjoying your time down in Florida. I believe that's where, <laughs> I believe that's where you retired to. You retired the year I graduated high school. Okay. Um, he, he was a huge influence on getting me into video production because mm. he, he gave, he gave, he bought his own, with his own money, bought his own camera, bought a camera for, for me to use in the school, had, had his own computer with, with, at the time I think it was like, Premiere three or something like that. Like I was too, I actually was too intimidated to use it. So I, I just, I did more in camera editing. Yeah. Uh, and I had at home, I had, uh, it was you lead video editor, which is like, you know, one of those real basic home video editors that come like free with your computer kind of, or something like that. And, uh, so that was sort of how like I started making movies was he gave me this camera. Uh, and at home I had a little like, uh, webcam, that was like it was like early real be prehistoric, real though. early webcam. It was an ape tech. Uh, oh, like, one of those, yeah. I it was very, that. And like it, it, uh, like it was primarily you know, supposed to be 
stationary the camera uh, uh-huh. at the computer but i would use it to make like simple stop motion animations with it uh, and then like like qu- quick like 10 to 30 second short films with it uh, and i i did this kind of like little series of where a cow attacks or a stuffed animal cow would attack me and so that <laughs> that kind of like butted into at the end of high school i guess if you want to call it my my high school thesis quote unquote you know the <clears throat> i did this 19 minute short film called called horror the movie where horror the movie and i must have shown it nice. very when we when we may have first met like in very early sfa meetings at I college wish, because I probably don't the, remember it. it's i probably will never show it again it, <laughs> and it's although it's it's oh, a really oh, yeah no it's a really wonderfully produced home video i, I must say okay and, and i mean not no special effects and like that's part of the thing is like most of my films don't have many special effects in them a lot of I try to do more camera Until effects. Recently, maybe. Yeah, because I've I've never known how to do them, and I've never been around people that know how to do them. So I'm like, well, I just I I don't want this to look stupid. So I'm yeah. like, I'd rather I'd rather do this and have and work it into the story where it becomes silly, you know, due to its authorship or something. Now I I can you know explain differently. I get what when, you're saying. But when you know, yeah, I'll ask what you're about. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's one the one question though I did have like. I didn't prepare really, like I said, that much mentally for mm. our conversation, except I did have one thought to ask you, uh, when did Kubrick come in your life? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, because um, I know, for both of us, I know Kubrick is like one yeah, of the gods. Well, it's, you know. it's so, it's funny. I mean, like I, I've, I've, this is one of the hard things I find by talking about myself and my work is like, yeah. I, like the... When I say like I love Kubrick, it's like of course. Like it's, it, I mean, that might be so, a given so many, for a yeah, lot so many, of so many, fil- so many filmmakers love Kubrick. But you were somebody who, the... when I first met you, you were somebody who like, like one of my one of the memories that always sticks out to me is being in like our in SFA, and you were either showing Barry Lyndon or you were showing something else, and there was a shot on the screen, and from the back of the theater, I hear you go, "Look at that shot." Just look at that shot. I was, I was born to be <laughs> a professor, I, and I, I get guess. that. That comes up in my head. Every once in a while, I'll be watching the movie. It'll be a really pretty shot, and I'll be you like, hear me screaming at that your shot. Head. <laughs> yes. That's great. I love the so fact that I'm... So I would imagine that, like, a lot, well, like, the fa- the look of those movies. It was probably around that time that I started actually philosophically and, like, actually, like, as, I guess cliche is watching films for the first time hmm. it was like that was early college late high school where it was just like me me and my buddy dustin um we would we would just like watch movies all day and hmm. and but then like analyze them and like and it was like that was the first time where i actually because i was saying earlier that you know, i would watch movies but I never really you know care i mean it was i was more in tune with some other aspects of it but this was now a time where i was like watching the movies and collectively understanding the movie yeah. understanding the story understanding you know how these things work and trying to put the pieces together and it was funny like then getting into these getting into college then and starting looking at these films it was like it's like oh this makes this makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. it's like that like oh that's that's actually what these things are called because i feel like most of most of things is like you learn how to do them but you never yeah. really know maybe the nomenclature or whatever it's just like oh yeah. so oh so this is why is it the mise-en-scene, you know, it was like, I had no idea what the hell that was, but then they're like, it's like, oh, okay, so now I, you know, I can approach that now with my work, it's like, mm. when you, you try to break things down uh, at that, at that time anyway. Yeah. So it was like, probably around that time was when I started watching Kubrick films more, um, which sadly actually was right around the time he died. And Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I, I saw Eyes Wide Shut when it came out in the theater, and that okay. was, uh, yeah, and that was definitely one of those times where, like, you know, I, I'm like, wow, this is something I have never, I have not seen before, and yeah. that, and also like Clockwork Orange, I think was a huge one for me too. Yeah, honestly, I can't even remember the first one I saw, but I yeah, remember, me neither. Like, it might have been 2001. I think and the it, first it, time it was, I, I saw it, The Shining it, I might have been it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, oh no, oh no, oh no, it was The Shining because <laughs> I, I think I've told you my Shining story where I saw it when I was nine. Oh. And my and I was on vacation Cape Cod, and normally we would get like a motel uh-huh. to stay at while we were up there for the week. For some reason, when we were up there, my mom wanted to try something different, so she got like a cabin. And so she thought, <laughs> we "Well, we're went... in this cabin. How about this... we use something different? How about I show you The Shining <laughs> at nine? And frankly, I guess it's better than going to. I probably know, saw that a little too hotel. early. Although I do think, like, looking back on it, that was one of those times where I saw, like, I was probably, 
like, yeah, I was probably too young, but it was probably one of those times early on where I can't, you know, because sometimes you watch, there's, an, you watch an interview with like a filmmaker and they ask him, so what was the movie that wanted you to make movies? And I think if somebody <laughs> yeah. asked me that, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, well, yeah, I say The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be well, so embarrassing. It's a wonderful well, movie. To, well, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, no. Like. Wonderfully told story. Oh, sure. No, like that was <laughs> like, I love, I love The Lion King so much that I wrote out the whole movie as I was watching it. <laughs> and that was like the first time I experienced screenwriting was that. But I think so. it's, it's those kind of moments too where you start realizing what you want in your own work. Yeah, and you start, you start like seeing, it was like, well, when you're able to kind of go back and like the, I, I've been, I've been told I've, um, I'm modest to a fault, but like I, I, going back and like looking at my own and looking at my work and then trying and in hindsight mm. kind of like relearning things about the work. Mm. I find that incredibly important uh, and like, you know, worth worthwhile to do to, you know, to kind of self-analyze your work, figure out where you've been, where you're going to like, what can you do now? Because there's so many, oh, yeah. there's so many times where you want to go back and like, you know, George Lucas will work. But the <laughs> add you know, do back. Yeah. <laughs> I think all where's the do backs and I like Pete. <laughs> They're there. They're, you have to look really hard. But um, um Yeah. So what made you like uh was there something about William Patterson? Was it just because of the proximity? Was it just like They said yes. <laughs> That's all. You know what? <laughs> That was probably it for me too. I mean, like I, I applied just, to like Ramapo and maybe a few other colleges. I mean, I really, I, I honest, I didn't know what I wanted to do at, at the end of high school. I wanted to, I was, I wanted to teach. Really, I was, at, I was a student teacher in high school. My senior year, I went oh. and did like the last two periods of class. I, I left campus and went to, um, a elementary school and kind of like student taught. Hmm. Um, and and I was like, I really like this. I, I, I wanted to go into you know education. I wanted to become a teacher. So went to William Patterson teaching school, and I was like, oh, I like okay. I like film, so I can do film and teaching. That's I mean, essentially, you have mm. to you have to do something to be a teacher. You have to you know right. cross department. The thing though is, got to William Patterson, and they tell you, um, oh, you can't do film communication. You can't do communications film and get a teaching certification. Really, you have to do that. you have to do the um, was it like stupid. like interpersonal it was like you had to do something you had to do you had to do something else it was you, you couldn't do the I couldn't do TV or film or like I couldn't do that so I was like all right well I'll just do you know I was it was toward the end of my freshman year and I was I actually was was failing out of communications I was hmm. I, I gotten you know, well, a lot, well, like, lot of the communications classes were kind of dry for me. Well, I mean, like, I with just, the exception I with the film classes, like those were great, but like. Like I took like some kind of media course, and it was like the like I yeah. made it interesting I mean, I for want... myself just by doing like an Oliver Stone paper. Like, yeah, I had to do about political figure. All right, I'll do Oliver <laughs> Stone. I mean, but... like I wanted, I I wanted to do more things. I wanted, yeah, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to sit in a class and kind of write papers. I, I mm. it's I, I hated that. But leaving high school, I didn't think I had a strong enough portfolio to go to art school. Mm. So I was just like, you know, I just like, oh, I, I wanted to teach. I like film, and I had just made Heart of the Movie, and it was kind of like a, a fun experience. Yeah. So mm. it was like, oh, let, uh, oh, which I guess I should explain. Heart of the Movie was uh, a film about two farmers who fight. It basically was a a a, a spoof on The Exorcist. And it's okay. and instead of a instead of like the devil possessing a girl, it was the farmer's dead cow was possessing the girl, <laughs> and the, the farmer's. That sounds about right. It's it sound, I mean like, I feel like saying it like oh this sounds like like a really cool movie. It's terrible. It, it really it did not come did not come out. I mean like there's some good. I have to say there's some good things in it that I think I were good learning experiences that I I think came out successfully. But the film overall is you know a really overglorified home movie. Yeah. But but that took me into you know college, mm. and so I was like, well, I can make the films I want to do. And when the college mm. told me I couldn't do these things, I was like, well, let me try my portfolio. And so I changed my major to art studio, and I, I mm. and they they took me in. So I was like, oh, yeah. so William Patterson Art School it is. And yeah. so I, I so went. So you took a lot of art classes. Well, yeah, I, my my undergrad degree is a BFA in photography. So okay. my actual training is on is in. Black, as a black and white darkroom photographer. Yeah, so I, I do remember you doing a lot most, of that. Yeah, most of my time, which actually was kind of the the funny thing, because I did I was the SFA president at William Patterson for three years, uh, my sophomore, junior, and first senior year. Yeah. Um, 
And those years, I like I spent so much time in the communications building. I, felt, yeah. I was doing so much work with the film association, with Random Nonsense, the sketch comedy show for the TV network, um, and then. But my degree was an art studio, so like the school, the the. The university didn't really know what to do with me, hmm. and like the departments didn't really know what to do with me. I had I had teachers that would see me in the hallways and be like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> it's like I've I've been working with you for the past three years. So like, what do you mean? Why am I here? And it was like, and it was like every single I'm time. I'm trying to pursue my interests. Yeah. So I mean, like, but that was that was the, that was the thing. Is like, and it was it was terrible huh. in its way because it was like it was a total roundabout. I mean, like I I left William Patterson with 141 credits, and in order to get a BFA, you need 129. So it was just like the way the university just kind of. And you didn't get a BFA. I did get it. Yeah, I got a BFA. Oh, well, you did. Yeah, okay. so I, I have a degree, and they, but I mean, like they, they kind of, they. I wanted to do things my way, in a way that you know, I, <laughs> that not sounds like. I know what you mean. Like, I want well, to do my way, but I mean, like well, the, well, but I mean, like it's, it's sort of like, just, like I didn't want to take the like, I wanted to do art classes. I love art. I mean, like my mm. God, that was that was. What's more fun than being in art class? Yeah. And I go, now I'm in college doing that. Like this is great. And so, but then I wanted, but I wanted to make films, and I wanted mm. to, I wanted to learn that stuff, and I wanted, and yeah. the film department would only get me so far, and so I ended up having to take credits. I would take classes for no credit. I like, I would, I would take classes over again. I had to take my photo two class twice. I took writing twice. Jeez. I took, you know, I took all these things twice because. Uh, they were like, you, well, you enjoyed the process. Of I love the process, but it was funny because it was like the university is like, well, we don't have. You have to take these credits, but we don't have enough classes for you to take. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, then I guess uh, that's why I had well, to take these classes over again. But the, the, yeah. the good thing was I got to exposure with mul almost every prof every professor at, at William Patterson's art department and and you know film department. I yeah. got exposure with, which was wonderful. Um, but it was sort of like it was in hindsight, I was like, God, you, you feel like oh, you did so much work, and it's like um, then afterwards you're like ah, you know. I, I don't even care anymore if, 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 if anyone uh, gave a shit or anything. But, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, really, it's like, no one, who cares if anyone kind of keeps that legacy going there? Yeah. But, um, it was, that, that really was the mo the greatest experience for my own personal creative style. It was, was just getting to experience all of it. That yeah. you're not just limiting yourself to one thing. You're trying to do a lot of different things to try to find yeah, where does my voice go into. Yeah, I, I, I tend to, you know, most, most of my work has been all auteur work mm. anyway, and a lot of my style has developed from what I can do with what I got. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot, a lot of things, um, the stories revolve around character, characters and settings that I just have to be, I, I happen to be in. So a lot of my stories yeah. then revolve around, you know, what am I doing in these places or what could happen in these places? Hmm. Um, well, I feel like early on the movies I saw, I'd be like, it's like, I don't have a clear, I don't have one clear memory of this is when I met John Lazaration. <laughs> um, you know, it was just, you were there and then I've always been one Jack. <laughs> You're the caretaker yeah. of the yeah. SFA. The caretaker. Like, well, see, I just, you suddenly I'm, see you in the picture with like everybody at SFA. It says no, I'm talking like, like you, go, you go back and look through all of your pictures in your photo. Like it's like all of a sudden I'm thinking like every one of your like baby pictures. There's like some like cre creepy things like <laughs> demonstrations just 